Hey, it's your boy George Young checking in. The Cool Front is out everywhere on streaming and Bandcamp. I'm in here with my boy Germ, one-on-one with Germ. Let's get it. Oh, man, we're back. One-on-one with Germ here on the Polaris Network, where, you know, authenticity... Oh, I always mess that up. Where <laughs> authenticity matters, man. I'm back with, you know... Two West Boys slash one-on-one with Germ Legend. He done been on the show. Man, I can't even tell you how many times my dog done been on the show, man. he He's a veteran in this game. Uh, Houston legend. Uh, master producer. Master rapper. Master engineer. Master... Twitter, tweeter. <laughs> well, he used to be yeah. a master tweeter, man. Master uh, H Town sports fan. My dog George Young in the building. What's up, G? What's good, man? That's a hell of an introduction. You know, I, <laughs> I got to give you something that you ain't never had before. Hey, appreciate it, man. I'm blessed, <laughs> been, blessed, man. Man, I've been good, bro. Just, just been working, working yeah. on music, engineering projects. You know what I'm saying? Just living life. Yeah, just trying to get better every day. That's all we can never yeah. do, man. Never yeah. do. Dang, you what? I didn't even get to interview you for the loop. So this is the first yeah, time so, I'm talking yeah, to you shit, for we the loop and the two, cool Get front. the two on one. Man, that, yeah. that loop was a Appreciate. Was an instant classic, man. The A-Shawn classic for sure. How how did it feel, you know, getting the love from the recession that you got from your peers and, you know, the public and, and your fans from that? Man, that was, uh, that was the most satisfying project because, you know, as you remember, like, I had put out Vintage, yeah, and I took like a five, six year break. And I, I didn't put out a solo project for that long, so <clears throat> I went to I went into the loop like really like putting a lot of a lot of pressure on myself. You know what I'm saying? Of just like just trying to deliver, not necessarily uh, trying to live up to nobody else's expectations, but just trying to raise my own personal standard. Right. And just with every project, it's like you try to get better, get better. at one thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, what didn't I do on this last project that I can incorporate on yeah, this one? Yeah, so it, it just, I basically just took Vintage, updated it, made it a little bit more concise, you know, made it made it sound a little bit more cutting edge. Shout out to uh, Mark Bird and Charity. They co-produced like eight of the songs on the tape. Mm. Uh, Charity did Company by herself. So, man, it felt great, bro. Like, <clears throat> the numbers I did the first week was like, I was I was astonished. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. You couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I could, but at the same time, yeah. like, yeah, you see. You know what work you put yeah, into you this. You see that comma and all them numbers, it's like, damn, that's crazy. That's me. Yeah. I did this. This was just on, on Bandcap or it was on man, oh, uh, iTunes I mean, as well? Shit, I think I think Apple Music alone, I think I did, with no promotion, I did 10K the first week. <sighs> On just Apple Music. And That's then hard. Bandcamp, they ran it up into the four figures on the Bandcamp yeah. the first week. Uh, Spotify did really good. Yeah, so the the loop was, man, that was... That's always going to be a special project to me just because I felt like I kind of, like, elevated my game and I learned a lot as a producer. I flew... I, I spent the most money I've ever spent on a project. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The black ice t-shirts came That's- from that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it was just a, a really good learning process and just kind of that, that that project kind of taught me like, all right, maybe I could do this. Re, you reinvigorated yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah for much. sure. Yeah. Why we ain't get the, the black ice air freshness, dog? Man, <laughs> well, I mean, they already make them. <laughs> Why we ain't wanna, get the George Young times? Uh, uh, whoever made the truth. I ain't gonna lie, man. I ain't want to reach out and boys <laughs> hit me with the cease and desist on the shirts. I understand, so, yeah. So, yeah, uh, but now I, I'm working on some other merch. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep the, so the black ice is gonna be a staple. For sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on some, some other stuff. Stuff with that, and then we're gonna have some cool front merch, but you know, it's all slowly coming together. Yeah. But yeah, man, drop uh, the black ice video on us, the dope, yeah. super dope. I, black, you spent on that? That was out of pocket, man. Yeah, that was out of pocket. That was, That's but brutal. you know, shout out and shout out to uh, my boy Pay yeah. Pay Films did it, my dude out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shout out to my boy Steph Simon out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was on. He got a big festival going on this weekend. Yeah, Yeah. man, I hate I missed it, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and check that out one year. Yeah, definitely. You come with me next year, bro. You know, it's all love up there. I was actually lucky enough to perform at the Centennial of Black Wall Street um, last year. 
So we shot the Black Ice video at Out the there. 100 year anniversary yeah, on Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. and it had the Black at the Black Wall Street mural while shit was going on. So like Steph, was going <laughs> on while y'all was Steph shooting? got the he got the clearance. That's dope. <laughs> he got the clearance, so we was able to shoot the video out there. I performed on Black Wall Street. It was a lot of love out there. Yeah. They put out the uh, Fire and Little Africa album. You know what I'm saying? With Motown, with nothing but Tulsa artists. So, man, Tulsa showed me a lot of love. So, so I got, Tulsa, man. Yeah, gotta give him a lot of love, Tulsa, right? Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. They got they got uh, Charlie Wilson on a uh, Fire and Little Africa album, too. Salute to them, yeah, bro. Yeah, check that out. Oh, yeah, for sure. You done put me on to somebody, Steph mm-hmm. Simon. Yes, sir. Salute to them. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check this out, man. Let's get into the cool front, man. Seven songs, yep. 23 minutes, all built by design, or that was just where you was like, all right, that's it? Um... I knew that I, my my previous couple projects, like I'd never put out a project that was less than like thirteen tracks, mm-hmm. and so it's always about fifty minutes or more. And just following the trend and of what's going on now, music is going back to like under forty minute albums, right. kind of a little bit microwave era. Uh, part part that, and I do think that part of it is like even with things like merch and, and shit cuz i tried to do vinyl for the for the uh the the loop right a vinyl for the loop would have been twice that cuz of the run the run time is more than 40 minutes oh wow so it it, it kind of limits things you can do with your project you know what i'm saying but yeah it was a very conscious effort just to kind of some brief and cool and and quick. quick like you know a cool front don't last the whole a cool front just come through and it's gone before yeah. you know it and you're like damn it felt good yesterday you know I need so, that again yeah yeah so that's that's pretty much part of the reason i named it that okay yeah that was that's about my next question man so with this project you want to are you going to do uh vinyl releases as well or have you i've been debating it i've been debating it i mean honestly to just just full transparency between this album and, and loop, I'm still trying to figure out a way to do the loop because yeah. that's kind of like your baby production wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like I went grandiose. This one I kind of yeah. stripped it back a little bit, uh, but I'd be willing. I'd be willing to do it. I'm trying to find some places that do a little shorter run, but you know, that's that's something at some point. In yeah, this life, happen. I plan to get done. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Even a re-release of the loop. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, is it that. is it expensive printing the vinyls? Um, oh just, yeah, yeah. You, had, you had to do it in a quantity, or yeah, it's like hundred minimum, you know. Oh wow, yeah. And I've had some homies that been able to get it done, you know. And but you know, it's it's a lot. Yeah, I can <laughs> imagine. Lot, yeah. What's the misconception uh, for independent artists that a lot of people don't understand? I think people people think I think people think just because you can wake up and turn on a mic and rap mm-hmm. that that's all you do when you're an independent artist I, I don't know if you know obviously there's a misconception that you know anybody can rap anybody can get up and do it which is it's true right. anybody can, can in theory do yeah. it you know but it, it's just so much uh, work that goes into it uh, that people just don't know these people like a lot of independent artists that I know up and coming they got full time jobs they got hustles they got families they balancing the, it's not just the nigga that's sleeping on the couch all day telling his girlfriend I'm gonna be a rapper you know right. at 35 or whatever so I, in our 20s and teens yeah so yeah. I, I definitely think that like people kind of overlook the, the amount of work that you gotta put in from a networking standpoint from a marketing standpoint from a like so with this project like man I, I produced everything I recorded everything the same thing with the loop but this time shit I did the artwork myself I did you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's like it's just a lot of money coming out of the pocket, you know, so I, I think people don't kind of recognize that. And I do think the streaming era kind of hurts because we're so used to, like, I, I could just go listen, but it's like, nah, man, if you got an independent artist that you like, man, go go spend that bread with them, bro. Them streams is cool, but yeah. that that's... That's enough. That's not enough. It's not enough, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're not making enough money off of that. So go support them, buy their merch. You know what I'm saying? Go go support their agenda. If they putting out some quality, just go support them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, do you do you wish that you could just post on Bandcamp as an independent artist and just be like, bam, you just can get it, you know, um, get it right question. here? <sighs> Not, do I wish I could get all the money? Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, it's, it's, certain, it's certain things that may not necessarily matter to the artist. But legitimize, legitimizes you to people that don't do the music or people that are the fans. Right. So if you're not on Apple Music, if you're not on Spotify, if you're not on Title, 
it's kind of like, well, it's twenty, it's twenty twenty two. Anybody can be here? on any. Why aren't you on though? Yeah. So, um, I do think it's important for branding and spreading the music to have you have your music on streaming. But also, you can you can still give people uh, the option and sweeten the pot and try to offer them more. And I, you know, I've seen that happen for myself, where it's like, you know. Yeah, people are still streaming it, but they'll go sure. and buy it. They'll go and buy it, yeah, especially if they're the homie. Yep. yep. I like that. Yep. Well, with this with this project, um, you looking to perform more from it or well, you just right now to just well, just well, play. Well, I'll be honest with you, and it's not that I made a, a conscious effort not to perform the loop too often. Um, I mean, you got to understand that we was going through COVID, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And it was exactly. just like and just in general like I've done Every type of like rap show you can do here in Houston. Right. Every type of showcase you can do here in Houston. He's on our show. Yeah, absolutely. Facts. But um, you know, we did uh we had the car show, uh the Smith Brothers car show that we did. That was big. Uh I was able to perform in Tulsa. And I I did other little shows. Right. But um intentionally right now, me and a group of people are working on a big show later this year. So um, I'll give y'all the details on that. But yeah, I'm, I'm outside with it, man. Who, For sure. If somebody come with the bag, like, you know, and I done did performances, like I say, here and there, but it hasn't been any, like, mass grand scale shows like that lately. But, you know, it's coming. I understand that. You feel like Houston gets overlooked with their talent? They talk about, you know, the, the LAs. They talk about the Chicago's. They talk about, you know, the, the North Carolinas, whatever the case might be. But with their underground artists and up and coming dudes, Memphis, yeah, you feel like we get you know overshadowed with uh, with our talent. I do. I, well, I say it like this: you know, every every city is gonna feel like it's X amount of artists that kind of get overlooked in a local scene. Um, I just think, um, and it's artists from the age doing their thing, so I For can't sure. necessarily, you know, sit here and say that. I do think that. Maybe not overlooked, but people aren't really aware of just how diverse the Houston underground music scene is in particular. Right. Like, there's there's a bunch of artists that sound nothing alike. You know what I'm saying? That and you wouldn't even know her You wouldn't Houston. even know her from Houston. Sure. But, I mean, once you listen to the music and there's certain aspects you can tell. But, you know, I definitely think that uh, people haven't had the opportunity to really see the scene of what we have right now. So, I maybe, hopefully... You know, one of us can kick that door open or whatever. We working, we trying to make it happen right now. But yeah, it's a lot of talented artists in this city. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you know, people know who they know for sure. You know? Who yeah. you jamming from the city right now that that you got your eye on and your ear on? Man, that's a great fucking question. <laughs> now, I, so I try not to. While I'm working on projects, I try not to listen to artists because I don't want to like subconsciously like jock anybody's mm-hmm. shit. Oh man, Don't I gotta go know. for my. I mean, for sure, for sure, I'm jamming my boy M's up, Milo. Like for sure, that I'm motivated by good, motivated by good weed. Okay, that that was a great project. Check this out. George's gonna put me on. So I'm at, when I go back, I'm gonna have to go and download all these casts. Yeah, you um, put me on to some new artists I ain't never heard of. My, my boy EDF uh, put out the Port of Houston. Definitely heard of EDF. Yeah, he EDF. got a uh, he got propane on that joint. You got a. Uh, Cat named Daniel Payne on the joint. Daniel Payne is actually, he's not from Houston, but that's another artist that, like, I, I found his music uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, I, I jam his stuff a little bit, too. Okay. Uh, my dog, Retro Cash. Retro. Uh, he always hard. Yeah, yeah. Right now, uh, my boy, Kyron, Kyle Sinatra, he's, he's another up-and-coming artist. Okay. Uh, out of Acres Homes that I've been working with, man. It's, it's some talent in the city, man. Yeah. It's just... You know, like I said, I haven't heard really anybody new. Um, there's a couple other artists that I've heard of that I'm about to get on, but you know, it, it, they out there. I, I gotta get back out there and try to find them. I haven't since really the been project, on there. Yeah, since yeah. the project is out, you got time to to do a little of, of searching. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Now, what was your zone going in into the cool front, man? Making it and, and just all right. What's 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 the recording process of of this one? Okay, so with this one, so um, finish the loop. I kind of looked at the songs off the loop that did well, mm-hmm. and people always kind of expect that summertime music from me now. Sure. Um, and I would do performances. I realized that the, the it's a certain type of song I was performing, and I was just like, "Well, shit, what would happen if I just made an EP of just all that mm-hmm. without without the super introspective records, the deep records, the like." 
you know, the pictures of you type records. Like, if I just kind of omitted those for a project and just made the fun shit. Right. And so I just started to go to work. I, the first song I had done was No Question. Yeah. I did that, like, really, like, probably two months after I finished the loop. And so you, that, that you song. That's super dope. Man, Art of Noise bro, instrumental. I, I wanted to drop that song New Year's Day yeah. with New Year's of 2021. So that's how long I've had that song. And then the rest of the project has been over the span of like past eight months. So, you know, but I just, I get in, I get, I make my beats, yeah. you know, my, my pattern. I go in the studio, I record myself. I bring my mic out in the middle of the studio. I record, I go listen to it. I think about what I can add to a post-production. And that's pretty much the, the gist of it. I hit up Charity. Hey, Charity, I need this. I need that whistle. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. So that's pretty much how it goes. It's pretty simple. Easy. Where did you get? Where, what were you doing when the Art of Noise was playing? You was like, I gotta have that. I need that. <laughs> Man, I always, I always, bro. I, I, so I'm gonna tell you, bro. I've loved that beat since for forever. Um, since my pops played it, I, I the first time I heard that song consciously was uh, House Party Two. Yeah, at the end with the the what was the mm-hmm. dude the the TA the, the um. What's my guy? That was dating. That was dating. Uh, Tisha Campbell in I there. Or I, like, I know what you. Yeah, I know you talking about. Yeah. yeah, that nigga. Point destiny. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it, they, it played during that. I don't know how I came back across it. I think I was on some UK music because mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of '80s UK music for yeah. some reason. The past. They hard over there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I mean, it started off with the loose ends. Yeah, and because people don't know, loose ends are it's from the from UK. UK. Yeah, so I listen to them. I can't actually sample like two or three artists from the UK on my album. Uh, and it's just kind of, I just fell down that rabbit, rabbit hole. And I'm like, the only time I've ever heard this was the world has too many freaks. And I was like, fuck it. Let me, this intro right here. We about, we about, I'm about to just wrap my ass off on this. So yeah. I, that be forever be just hard to me. Just yeah. As an instrumental, no words. Yeah. It's just like it's a white electronic yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, that's what Casa uh, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they was tough. They it's was not R and B. It's not an R and B band. Nope. Yeah. It was a white electronic, and that's what a lot of cats don't understand. And most of the good music comes from white cats. They yeah, jabbing. yeah. Well, I ain't gonna say most, but <laughs> some. A, a, so a lot you wouldn't expect. Yeah, 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 a lot you wouldn't that's expect. That's what I should have yeah. said. A lot that you wouldn't <laughs> that you wouldn't expect music come from the white. Yeah, especially like, oh, from over man. there, man. They got some shit in the UK. They got some shit. Like this samples a, a UK artist too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That boy George be on it. Yeah, man. You jam uh, any Japanese jazz? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. Like I got like a Japanese funk playlist on my shit right now. Yeah. I mean, I sample. Um, I want to say on the loop, I sample understanding sample uh, Japanese. Jazz R and B musician, so yeah, I definitely. Japan got some shit too. Japan, France. My pops used to put me on that Japan jazz Man, back in the day. J- Japan sure. funk is actually pretty good, yeah. okay. especially in this, in this vaporwave shit they kind of doing. I don't know if you really know about that, but it's kind of like it's, it takes elements to screw. It basically takes funk music and slows it down. Yeah, it's like some ride music. So okay. yeah, vaporwave is it's cool. Okay, I'm about to go yeah. to jam this up. Vaporwave. Okay. Now with this, where you getting more visuals from from this project? That oh uh, yeah, yeah. Look? And I'm actually it's funny. Uh, we shooting a video tomorrow for that time. Um, I this project I like to get three visuals done for, and I'm actually gonna retroactively shoot something for the loop as well, because I, I kind of realized that like you know people want to see people don't really care if it's a year, two years, three years. People need content. People mm-hmm. need something to like create the creative picture in their mind that you done already painted. Right. So yeah, absolutely, man. Like that's 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 really been my biggest that that's a bigger regret of mine than taking years off from music is like not putting out more visuals. But I just used to hate myself behind the camera and trying to find uh, I'd be having these crazy ideas and mm-hmm. trying to find people to do it. But uh yeah, absolutely y'all gonna get more visuals out of this one. Okay, more merch, more visuals from this. Yeah, yeah, more everything. I, I seen, you know, you a real H-Town legend. I seen you, you are one of few that are hanging up in the locker room. 
Picture on the wall. That's yeah. how you know you done made it. <laughs> Sign. That's how you know. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't, okay. I don't want nobody pulling up on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Home, that's home that's base. your little dip off spot. Home base. <laughs> that, that's your cheers. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah. Hey, man, we got the quiet storm, too. A lot of people were asking for that since off uh, the loop? Uh, man, nobody really asked me for... A, it was just... I found a, a, a beat that kind of fit the vibe for it. And the only thing that I could think of was like, man, I mean, I don't do too many part twos of songs. You know what I'm saying? I think really the only part two that I got so far in my career is Favorite Disc mm-hmm. besides that. So I was just like, man, let me, let me go ahead and, and throw a couple people that kind of can embody that. You know, D-Lo came through, did his thing. My boy EDF did his thing. It was like, it was fun making that song, man. Even just engineering and putting the rain in that shit. Yeah. It was just like, I was like, all right, this is how you do, this is how you properly do a part two. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy I got to do that. For sure. Yeah. You and my girl B Honey worked on. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, man. For well, sure. Y'all, y'all sound good, man. Y'all could do a little EP. Man, I'd man, I be down for it. B, that's my girl. Shout yeah. out to B Honey, man. Uh, Man, B just, I know what I'm going to get from her. And, like, she, like, she's easy to coach. Like, for somebody so supremely talented. For sure. It doesn't need me to write for her or nothing like that. Like, just the fact that she, like, comes in. She's reliable, very extremely talented. Um, on this project, uh, she did Chasing Sunsets and she did The Cool Front. Okay. So that's her singing the background vocals on The Cool Front. She knocked that shit out in like the same day. Like, I right, come through, hey, we doing this, 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 that. Harmonies, all that shit. And just, she come through doing shit and she in the wind. <laughs> she, Militant. Man, that's my dog, though, man. <laughs> Shout out to B, man. Militant, man. The, the 21st of September just passed. That summer love is officially over. Yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> in love, man. We get any more projects from you this year or are you not hold out? Not this year, but the top of next year, I'm trying to have something out. Like yeah. the first quarter of next year, I'll put out another EP. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, I've, I've taken my breaks from music. You, you more know, consistently I, now. And. I, I'm just right. I, I'm just in a better, better frame of mind. Like my my why is a little bit different. Mm. You know, um, not saying that I had un, uh, unpure intentions when I first started doing this. Right. But I think at first, a lot of times you'd be so worried about like, all right, man, when is this gonna crack? When is this gonna do this? When is this gonna like? You put pressure on yourself and you more you more apt to like do some uncharacteristic shit or make a goofy ass song trying to do this, chase that. But like I think now more than ever, I'm very secure in what I've done, and I think that I've I've laid a foundation. I've done enough already where I'm kind of solidified. Where like okay, if I try something a little bit different, like it's I, I got my foundation to build off of now. So my mentality is just completely different. I'm I'm really at peace with with making music. And it's just like I'm. I, I like where I'm at. I like the bubble I'm in right now. The the the, the pace I'm at right now. So yeah. yeah, it's just different now. You can hear it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can definitely hear it. Yeah. Now I don't know if if you do this, but I'm just gonna ask, man. Where you see yourself next year? This time next year. Man, shit. Uh, hopefully, uh, doing this podcast again. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Couch like, is yeah. always here for you. You know, know what I'm saying? Uh, man, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I think more than anything, I, I'm taking more of a, a micro view of it right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I, of course, I assess my goals, but a lot of this shit is really beyond our control from the standpoint mm-hmm. of like, who's going to hear it? Who's going to want to work with you? Who's going to, so... You know, I just my my the way I work now, man. I just put my head down and like I I gotta give this this much percent. I gotta give this that. I gotta do and just focus on the day to day, and 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 eventually it builds up to get to where I want to go. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, the easy answer would be like, okay, in a year, like the labels off the ground. I'm doing this full time. You know what I'm saying? No no day job. You know what I'm saying? No no side hustle. I'm just focused on doing this and you know working working on putting the label together but you know i right now for right now i'm just focused on the next task at hand just take it day by day 
You got some artists in mind that you want to sign to your potential label? Oh, man. I don't even know if I would want to sign a bunch of artists, but, I mean, it's some art. I see talented artists all the time. Maybe not so much that I want to sign, per se, because I don't really, like... The contract, yeah. yeah. All that all that music yeah. business shit, it's, I mean, you got to know it, and you know what I'm saying? I do my research and shit, but it's like, I'm not, I don't really have interest in that aspect just of it. Them. Yeah, I just want to help people get yeah. to where they supposed to go. I want that artist that, hey, this kid can rap, but he just needs to be produced. He just needs somebody to tell him, like, hey, nah, if you make a song like this, do this like this, like, that's, that's really where I see myself as, as I age gracefully in this game like hopefully one day I can like be that type of person where it's like I'm just helping motherfuckers win yeah helping them get to where they supposed to go that's what I like that's what I like man excuse me that's what I like to hear from from artists especially you know uh, of your magnitude here in the city is just that you just want to see everybody else win yeah it's it's not about I'm a win in the long run yeah but if I can help somebody that can help somebody yeah, man, it's just, I, you know, I, I just want people to not have to go what I went through <laughs> to yeah. learn how to do this. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to learn everything, well, for so. the most part, everything myself. Yeah. You know, it's a couple people that helped me along the way of learning how to do the engineering and writing and stuff. But, you know, I just I just want to, we resources, man. Like, we got to be, we got to be a a positive. We got to be an asset. Like, you can't just be out here just looking for people that, to take from you know what i'm saying so that's gotta get some gear yeah i always pride myself on being an asset to everybody i'm around so i like that now what is your recording or writing process like now now that the the project is done like how does that slow down for you or does it pick back up for you do you what do you do um whenever i put a project out it's funny it seems like with every project I do, I immediately or write a song or something that's going on my next project. Like mm. I'll, I'll, I'll make one song. I won't take the break right after. For some reason, I always make that one song. Like, okay, for for the uh, vintage to the loop, it was understanding. Okay, from the loop to the cool front, it was no question. So I always make like one song and then I kind of build wherever I'm going around there. But I'll take me a little break. You know what I'm saying? I got a couple records I didn't record it for the new project, but like they all in demo mode. But I, I like to take a little break and like, all right, just live some more life. And yeah. Then, and then we'll see where you come back with. You got to fill your tank back up. So that's pretty much how it works. Now, how how is your sequencing process? You know, for for your projects, how do you how do you go about sequencing the, your songs? That's a great question. Um, so when I when I typically I don't really come up with the sequencing until I have about five to six songs on a on a pro, or I say when I got about thirty to forty percent of a of a of a project. So sometimes some songs just sound like the intro. Yeah. You know, so like and some songs sound like the end of the CD. You know what I'm saying? And in in the middle, uh so I give you an example, uh when I did the loop, I had Man on Fire early, I had Ranking Ranking Roll early, and I just kind of knew like, all right, Man on Fire definitely got to be an intro. Ranking Roll definitely got to be like an end of the CD project. And then from there, I just kind of built the rest of my project and it's just like it's I put a lot of thought into it, but it's still kind of organic. I kind of just record the music that's fitting that vibe in that time. And then it's just like, well, what type of way do I, you know, typically a lot of artists, they'll put like their best songs early. You know what I'm saying? But you can't, you you got to do that sometimes. But at the same time, it's like, you still got to put them nuggets in the album where it's like, nah, nigga, that's that number six out of 12 the is one. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, if it's an obvious record that I feel like, Oh, nah, this shit gotta be heard. Like, it's going first, top three, top four. So, like, when I made the breakdown and Black Ice, I'm like, nah, this, this shit gotta be three and four or two and three. You know, and you build a rest. I built the rest around that. I think about the beginning of the project, the ending of the project, and what's, like, my singles are, like, the shit that's the hardest on the project. And I just kind of fill it out through there, how the beats sound together and before and after each other. And that kind of works itself out that hmm. way, yeah. You find that a, the hardest thing to do uh, for your project, or one of the easiest things? It really, I ain't gonna lie. It's it's probably the easiest thing for me. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how. You know what I'm saying? But sequencing my projects is 
it's never been a, a, a very difficult task for me for whatever reason. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just because when I first start working on a project, uh, something in me knows how to give it that opening and then that closure. And so the rest just kind of falls into place. Hmm. You know, so like the first records I had for this one was No Question. I had No Question. And then uh, Chasing Sunsets. Those were the first two records I had, hmm. you know. So Chasing Sunsets, I'm like, okay, this is the outro. And then I made Seasonal Love. And I'm like, I right, this is the, the outro, yeah, outro. Like, you know, outro, outro. so it just kind of happens organically. Hmm. I like that, man. I always wonder, you know, how artists like to go and sequence their projects and how that process yeah because i'd be like bro how did you get this to put this on here Jeez, yeah a lot of times they can just throw shit yeah together. for sure yeah for sure i can imagine yeah, yeah. after recording a long project you just like hey, yeah it's just, just like just but nah it. that, it's important man yeah like, you gotta you gotta know how to put your best fo- foot forward but you gotta have enough good, good feet to hold up your project all the way through yeah for sure what does george do for fun man what does George do for fun? Um, Outside of recording and working. Man, that's a great question. I mean, I, I go out. Yeah. I have me a drink or whatever. For sure. Uh, haven't really been able to travel the way I wanted to, you know. Uh, I like traveling. I like record shopping. Mm. That's, that's so, probably one of my most fun things that I do. And eat. We all like to eat. I like to eat. Yeah, I like, I like to, to eat, eat. man. I, actually, I want to... You know, I want to get back to watching movies, bro, because I, I, I watch virtually zero TV. I don't watch. If it's not a, a, a sporting event, yeah. I don't watch it. And it, <laughs> it hasn't always been like that. For like, sure. I've been trying to get in this show called Mo on Netflix. It's about a guy I, from Alien. Yeah, I've got into it. You know I'm what I'm like saying? I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with that so yeah. far. But I, I, I'm i not really a TV watching nigga. I'm, I'll go out and listen to some music and go record shopping. That I'm pretty simple on that front. You know, Easy every once a month, me and my mama go eat breakfast somewhere, eat yeah. brunch somewhere, and then go record shopping. So that's you know, real. Yeah. What mom's think of the project? Oh, she love it. She love it. Um, my mom, man, my mom's my biggest fan, but yeah. she ain't. She ain't. It ain't like that. Yeah, she yeah. It's, it's like too. nah, like for real. <laughs> like she never. It's crazy. This song. She she didn't like creative because the the beginning had too much cussing in it. I was like, mama. That's from Jason's lyric. I was like, I was tying in the story, and she listened to it. She's like, oh, okay, the song cool, but I ain't like that beginning. Oh, that that turned me off, you know? But she can deal with the cussing, though. Yeah. Like, uh, some of her favorite songs is my shit when I'm talking to women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, nah, the loop was, it's crazy. Um, so when I was working on the loop, me and my mom took a trip to Louisiana to go visit family. And she was, I was like, hey, my mom working on a new project. She was like, that's cool, but um, it ain't gonna be better than vintage. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, all right, all right, cool. I had my little my little four records together. They, <laughs> you know, they in demo mode. I played them, and she's like, all right, that's cool. We'll see. We'll see what you come up with for the tape. But uh, nah, she she all in. She fucking with the cool front. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a lot of my music though, kind of. The spirit of my music is made from the music that sh- she raised me listening to. So it's like she kind of got to fuck with it because it's like I'm pulling from these influences that she liked. You know what I'm saying? So that 80s music, that 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 early 90s, late 90s, you know what I'm saying? I think the Cool Front was way more 80s inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every sample on there, with an exception of... Chasing Sunsets was was a, a, a where the original song came from. Chasing Sunsets the only one where like that's from the ninety that's from the nineties, not the eighties. And then the the drum loop that you probably recognize, I had to replay by somebody who family be suing people. Of course, so I ain't gonna say who. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> gotta re, gotta redo your own sample. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, sure. I, I replayed it. That's from the eighties. So like, yeah, I'm. It's real early mid eighties influence. And uh, yeah, she like it, man. She, yeah. she fucking with it, yeah. Yeah, she she like that eighties vibe. Man, yeah, yeah. You know, my mom, my mom, a musical person. My mom went on a band scholarship to uh to TSU. So oh, my mom, my mom was that that girl, man. Like my moms. Yeah, my That's mom, you, my mom went to Cashman. She was in Cashman stage band in the seventies. Then she then she got a scholarship to TSU. 
Oh, that's real. Yeah, and then my uncle was an artist that produced all his own music, too. So it's like, uh, I, runs in the I come from a family like, yeah, they... Musically inclined. Yeah, they musically inclined. I like that, man. I see where your, your, your good music taste come from, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, it's from Mama Young, man. Now let's get into why we're here, George. The real reason. Okay. You know why. We had this conversation every podcast. I don't know why we're here. Let's talk about sports, George. Okay, all right. You know why we're here. You know why we're here. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now this is what I really care. The for. real reason, man, fuck George. That, fuck that music shit, man. That <laughs> shit cool. The I got real classic. reason that why my cool. dog comes to every podcast to talk about sports. Now, George, your Astros have cleansed the ALS, the AL West. Congratulations. It wasn't Thank really you. that much competition. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> That's why they changing the fucking uh the scheduling they up. They got to, bro. They have to. It's no competition. <laughs> so how do you feel? We'll get into the Astros first. How do you feel about, you know, the Astros, their chances going into the playoffs? I feel and, I feel good, but it's just like, you know. That's how you see us? Well, I mean, uh, we're coming. Uh, yeah. Are y'all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got blue balls right now. <laughs> George, the Yankees are y'all coming. Are y'all struggling, bro. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Yeah, hey man, but listen, There's nah, right now, I mean, I feel good about them. It's it's things that I'm not really crazy about. Some of the decision making with the lineups and stuff with Dusty, but Dusty didn't been there before yeah. you know what I'm saying so I mean his ba- it, if this was football or basketball and my team was this good I'd be like hell yeah we about to win that but you know baseball random sport Thanks. you'll play a team that won fucking 89 games and made it as a wild card and catch them when they're hot and they keep and fucking going. lose yep. the World Series to the Braves mm-hmm. or the Nationals or whatever mm-hmm. so I feel confident but you know it's, it's, a, it's a coin toss you just never know now when you face the Yankees um I'm trying to go to a game. I would like to be at a game or at a bar with you, George, and watch, and watch the Yankees. We could do a bar because them tickets too fucking yeah, high. I, I was going to say, I, I, would do, <laughs> I would like to do a bar watch with you, George, and, uh, the, when the Yankees do play the Astros. Okay. So we can, you know, I, like I told Kingsley, settle this like gentlemen. I mean, it's, it seems pretty subtle so far. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what this. I mean, y'all, this y'all would be cheated y'all, us. This y'all would, che- yeah, whatever. Y'all cheated this us. would be this would be y'all first time beating us in the playoffs in, in four like four years. In four, no, in four tries. Yeah. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Cheated us. We should have had a ring. Man, listen, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> y'all, y'all got a letter from Major League Baseball that year. Y'all just didn't have nobody snitch y'all listen, out. Listen, I ain't that, hearing that. that letter, Apple that. watches was y'all. That was y'all, and we stole y'all. Whole fucking flow, word for word, bar for bar. Carlos Beltran, Carlos came, Beltran came from the Yankee. Hey, he did, thank you. dog. You know, see, I fuck with Yankee see, fans I like know, you, you bro. know. I know, I know, bro. You Carlos know. Beltran came taught, from us. He taught us how to cheat, man. I love it. <laughs> that letter will never be open. Yeah, man, it's that never, they never gonna open that fucking letter, dog. That letter gonna be sealed. I, I forgot about bro. it. Bro. That letter's gonna be sealed for eternity. Yeah, bro, dog. Man, for sure. I mean, it's all good. We'll be the bad guys. You yeah. Know? Whatever. You know, you guys got to hold that. You know, y'all hold that letter. We'll give it to y'all. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's fine. Mm, no. Now, let, let's talk about your Texans. You are what? One, one and... No. Oh, and one, and one. Oh, y'all lost on Sunday. Yeah, we lost, yeah. Should have won. Well, okay. What else is new? Who's y'all playing? We played the Broncos. Oh, right. Yeah, we were up, we were, we were up oh, late in right. the fourth quarter, yeah. That's right, because I stopped them at the goal line twice. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this year's team, man? Like, uh, I mean, I went, I went, see, I didn't, uh, I thought maybe they could win six games. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's another rebuild year, like. Last year, you know, all the we got rid of all our best players and shit, and then Casario had to come in to deal with the Watson shit. Facts. And had to get rid of a lot of diva-ass players that was overpaid. Mm-hmm. Had to fix the salary cap. Didn't have but didn't have any picks to the third round last year. Mm. So, to me, this kind of, like, really like a first year of the rebuild. So, I don't think, like, I don't have that high of expectation. Now, they got to play better. The offense has been pathetic. Yeah. But, I mean, they're they going to be a competitive team. They're going to be all right. I think 
Y'all got a good defense. Yeah, yeah. I think Lovey was the right pick. I, I think I like Stingley. I like Petrie. I like, I like we ain't seen Christian Harris play yet, but I, I've heard good things about him. I like Pierce. That's the defensive tackle, huh? No, no. Uh, he's the linebacker out of uh, Alabama. Alabama, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't so remember what he's he been. He's been out since training camp. So, okay. you know, and then Met, Mechie, uh, uh, leukemia. That, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's you a know, bummer. Uh, get well soon to him. Would love, that's you know, I mean. would love to see that kid on the field, though. For sure. But, uh, nah. I, I, I don't think you can really evaluate where they at in the rebuild till next offseason. They got a bunch of cap space and two first round picks in a full draft again. So you think somebody will come to the Texans? A, uh, a big free agent? It, I mean, if you throw the money, these motherfuckers will come. Yeah. You know, and I think they kind of changed some stuff in their front office. You know, the the ball guy ain't really doing as much as he was doing before Casario got there. Yeah. You know, it's I, it seemed like the football guys are handling the football the football side. business. You know what I'm saying? So that's all Y'all you are can welcome ask. for Casario. I mean, appreciate it. Y'all appreciate are welcome. it. Hey, the way y'all been drafting lately, maybe maybe he might have been the guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I have faith in Mac. Mac looked good on Sunday. Our offensive line finally looked good on Sunday mm-hmm. for, uh, for a change. Our defense is starting to pick it up, you know. They're going to play well. They're going to play well. That Belichick coach. And then, look, y'all don't never win in Miami. So, I, that game, you can't really they, even count that they shit. They tried to trick it. Yeah, we're going to go down there Tuesday this year. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we ain't won in Miami since Brady was won. a rookie. Y'all ain't won. It's Listen. like seven straight. Yeah, Bro, yeah. we don't win it's in like, Miami. Yeah, it's just like the Colts lost uh, eight straight opening games. Yeah. And then they tied with us, so they technically had yeah, one opening yeah. day like that. Yeah, I, I, I never look at the the Miami. I'm like, it's just the Miami game. Yeah. So you feel you feel confident about your about your Texans? About- I mean, you know, for for what they look to be like. I mean, I, I'm kind of at a place like, okay, I'd like to see them win like six, seven games. That'd be cool. But if they don't, then it's it's a really good quarterback draft coming up, and we got sure. a lot of draft capital. So it's like shit. They got a good running back. Yeah, I, I, I love like Damian Pierce. I hope we don't run him. We ain't running him enough, but I hope we don't run him into the ground before yeah. we get a, a good quarterback. If Davis, I think that's not why the guy. they're not playing. I him. think that's part of that's why, good. you know. But he don't have a lot of tread off the tires because he didn't run that much at uh, Florida. So. Okay, but nah, I feel good about him. They, I mean, they they are who they are. They're gonna be one of the bottom five teams in the league. I. I, I I don't think they're one of the five worst teams, but that's just my personal <laughs> thing. They got to prove it, though. Yeah. Like, they, they're going to be competitive this year, which I that's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for from, from a rebuild team. You, you would have had a nice little receiving court if, you know, Michi didn't get yeah. the leukemia with yeah. Brandon Cook. That would have been nice. That would have been nice, yeah. That would have yeah. been real but, you nice. Know, you know, uh, prayers up to him. For sure. I hope, I hope he sees a full recovery regardless of football, but yeah. I, I would love to see him on the field, too. Don't sure. get twisted. I understand. Yeah. I understand, especially with how high you guys drafted him. Yeah, for second-round sure. pick. Yeah. 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 Offensive line is it, it's straight. Y'all got some. Y'all got hey, some I mean, hey, they still guys still figuring. I mean, we got three first-round picks on the offensive line, so they got to. They, they got to get it to together. Yeah. yeah, they they been they was all right last game. They they show glimpses, but you know I really like what I've seen out of King Green. Titus is a little inconsistent. Tonzo has his times, you know, where he want to be a superstar. Yeah, where he want to be a superstar, yeah. and times where he don't. Uh, I think we dealing with a uh, our centers out Justin Britt. I don't know if he's about to retire or whatever, but he's just got some personal. That's stuff the one going from on. the Packers, huh? Uh, it's just I can't, a I can't remember. I think so. I can't remember exactly where he yeah. came from. But and then we got AJ Can from the uh, Jaguars. Okay, and he's more of a like running. You know, and they yeah. they've shown. Yeah, they they the last game they ran the ball like you know what I'm saying. So we'll we'll see. Okay. All right, Texans. I, I'll keep an eye on you from a distance. Yeah, between four and six wins this four year. Four six wins. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I I know what what George says. Four to six wins. Now. Let's talk about the team downtown that's also in rebuilding mode. Yeah. But you love them. You guys got high hopes. Jabari Smith. Yeah. Young Jalen Green. Yeah. Young, uh, what's my boy? What, uh, Alperin Singo. What are you talking about? KPJ. KPJ. Yeah. Well, what, what you guys going to do down there this year, man? What, what's up? They So they're in kind of like, this is not the third year to rebuild. This is really the second, second. year to rebuild, you know? I don't I don't know what the wins look like. I say maybe like I think Tillman is expecting them to win like third games, yeah. thirty and fifty two. I don't think that's necessarily unreasonable, but you gotta consider though it's like still a bunch of like young guys. Young guys. Like nice. you got you you're gonna be starting two twenty year olds 
a twenty a twenty two year old and a nineteen year old. You know what I'm saying? And then whoever, either Eric Gordon or Jay Sean Tate, that's running the next spot. So I, I, it's going to be a fun season, though. Yeah. Like, like they were entertaining. Rockets. Like, they, they had some hard stretches last year. But they were a fun, night in, night out, fun team to watch. So Electrifying. You know, um, I don't think you'll see them make that jump until probably next next season or the year after. But, you know, I hope I hope Silas puts it together. I, I want to see this work with him. You think he, he, he sticks around, man, if they do mediocre? If they do, if they win thirty games, he stays. If they win, if they if they win close to thirty games, I think he stays. If they win as many games they won this year, it depends on how it looks. Can't be getting blown out. If it's a bunch of close games and like, hey, you've just lost you a lot of games, then yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I think Tillman. Tillman's being patient, but at the end of the day, Tillman's a business. He's a businessman. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I, I just I can't see that. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. What you expect from, from Jabari Smith as a rookie? Uh what's that? Really, huh? That's y'all's four? Yeah, he's gonna be a starting four. Okay. I mean, I, I can see him being like a thirteen point a game, six, seven rebounds. A couple steals, block a game. Like I'm not, I'm not. I don't expect him to come in and be like, you know. So Paulo is like a full offensive like threat. Mm-hmm. Like he's a motor of an offense type mm-hmm. of guy, you know. And I was cool with taking Paulo, but Jabari for my for this team for building a winning culture for building like pieces that kind of fit in the modern NBA. Like he's what exactly this team has really never had. To be honest with you, outside of Robert Covington, right, and then you know what I'm saying, but um, I, I'm, I'm expecting him to be like solid, like just, just a lot of the things that he's gonna do for this team is not gonna show up on the stat sheet. You know, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of defensive stuff he does. I'm, I'm really excited about Tari Eason too. Mm, that kid, sure. that kid flashed. Yeah, he flashed in uh, summer league. Yeah, he did. I, I, I did watch the Rockets uh, summer league. They did look pretty good. Man. Yeah, they they, they look they good. look solid. And you know, it's summer league, but shit, our rookies last year in summer league cut up, and and during the season they had a lot of great moments. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had a moment against your team. <laughs> we won't, we won't yeah, speak yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah I think sure. I, I think. Uh, that was the first time rookie teammates scored 30 in a game. Yeah, against the Lakers. Yeah, yeah the Lakers look like yep. poop last year. Man, I, don't man, get me that's, Are you expecting the, the, the leap from Jalen Green this year? Yeah, Is I mean, I, second I, year? Expect, I expect him to go to 20, 20 21 points a game. Okay, yeah, year. I see that. You I know what I'm saying? Like, well. You think his three-point shooting gets better this year? Yeah, because it, it improves so much down the stretch. Right. I think he had gotten it up to, what, like 35%? Yeah, it was, it was right at the mid, mid-30s. Yeah. It was, about, it, was yeah. about, it was close to, like, NBA mm-hmm. average. I think he has the talent to be, like, a 37 38% three-point shooter, okay. like, at a high volume. Which is, is is really decent. Like, it's about where Harden has been for his career. Of course. It's a little bit higher than Kobe. Even though Kobe came in in a different era, you motherfuckers wouldn't shoot, shoot three. Like, like yeah, they so, are now. Because <laughs> Kobe was like a 36% three-point shooter. But any given game, Nick kid, he 10 on you. Yeah, yeah so. flex. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting Jalen to take that step. Um, he seemed like he started to get it. And I, more importantly, I think that... You know, the team kind of started to get it around him of where where to get him the ball. Yeah, where he uh, likes it. Spacing, mm-hmm. you know, because we ran a two – the two-center lineup was, like, a historically bad lineup <laughs> with uh, Daniel Tyson, Christian Wood. That's why they got Dan, them both of them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and both. nothing personal with Daniel Tyson because, nah. I mean, he – he came he did. Off a free agent. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. Shout out, shout out to Christian Wood. I hope he does well. Not too well with the Mavs, but <laughs> you know he gonna be a he gonna be a rocket killer, dog. Yeah, he he will. But you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it was the right decision. Yeah, for sure. You know, he, when you got him, you was you expecting him to be the third wheel behind Harden and Westbrook, not be the lead guy, lead guy. with a bunch of twenty year olds. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this situation was right for him and what his personal agenda is. So and he's still young himself. Yeah, he's still like twenty six years old. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the make or break year for KPJ before we get a? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now it is. I mean, I mean, you know, he wants a contract extension. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Huh? How do you feel as a fan? How you feel? About it's a mixed bag, man. He, yeah. he has times where he he's phenomenal. Like where yeah. he's a, the kid can score. On all three levels, um, he he can be a, a really really decent defender when he wants to be. 
He's six four, six five, long arms. Like he can, sh- he's the best. He had the best catch and shoot three point percentage in the NBA mm. last year. I mean, the kick, he's got talent, but it's just like you know, hey man, listen, you you can't, we can't be doing some of the same stuff that we was doing. Like That's you're true. a professional now, you want these people to invest a lot of money in you. It, I, it's hard for me to give you eighty million, a hundred million if I can't depend on you to be solid and just like just setting that example so yeah i mean if 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 you tell me that even though i, I still question if he's a point guard i, I think it can work yeah it was certain because it's like you look at golden state is steph really a traditional point guard no, he's not he's not but what happened was when you you he first came in or when they finally got the team right you brought in clay another catch and shoot a guy that can catch and shoot Bogut was a hell of a passer. People forget about that. And Draymond Green is a hell of a passer. And so you could run your offense without him on the ball. And even you look at with the Hawks, like with DeJounte DeJounte Murray now, you can play with Trey off the ball. So That's going to be a monster. I can't wait to uh, to watch that team play. That's going to be a monster because you're going to see like a lot of Curry off-ball action. Yeah. That's all you really need as a Trey Young or a Steph Curry. To really get your buckets, man. Yeah, even though KPJ is a little bit different, I I, I think it can work, man. But he is it's on him, man. Yeah, he's, he's you know, kids been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? And some guys are just live wires. Vernon Maxwell live is going to be Vernon oh. Maxwell, you know. But you put him in the right situation, he can help you win a championship. Right. So I, I just believe it's about place and time for guys, you know. Shut up, shout out Mad Max. Shout out to Vernon Maxwell, that's, man. That's, that's my dog. <laughs> Vernon Maxwell. I'm so I'm so glad that he got it. Uh, whatever his life is together and shit, and he's doing these podcasts, and it's just like he, the motherfucker look like he ain't aged since at the all, '90s bro, like, at all, bro. He still look like '93 burning. Yeah, sh- shout bro. out to Mad Max on Twitter too, man. Yeah, Mad Max yeah. is a legend, man. He's a legend on Twitter as well, man. Yeah. Before we get out here, George, I appreciate you stopping by for, what is this, 108, episode 108, man. Before we get out here, get them all your information where they can listen to the cool front, where they can buy the cool front, all the good stuff. Your socials, if you want. Your socials. <laughs> we ain't for the socials, young, and tighten up. I tighten up. Uh, so, uh, my name is George Young, producer, artist, G-E-O-R-G-E-Y-O-U-N-G. Uh, the cool front, my latest project is out right now on all streaming platforms, it's also available on georgeyoung.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram are the same. T-H-E-G-E-O-R-G-E-Y-O-U-N-G. That spells out the George Young. And I guess that's 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 all of it, man. Appreciate you for having me on, man. George, like you it's, already know it's nothing. It's cool. You know, we can do it. We could talk like this without the fucking camera sure. man, you know, all day. Man, I still gotta pull up to the studio, man. One of these days I'm gonna pull up for just just to hang out with George and, and just kick it and just listen to some music. I gotta do I COVID stopped us the last time. So I, I gotta pull up on my dog one time, man. And I appreciate him pulling up on me, having this conversation, the cool front out everywhere. Go and buy it on Bandcamp. If you really support local artists, go and support my dog on Bandcamp. You know, it goes right to his pocket. So, yeah. you, you you know, you put him back in. One more thing. One little flex I want to do. Go ahead. Flex. I appreciate everybody that, that got the cool front. Um, we were able to reach number 24 on the iTunes charts the day That's it released big. on a busy Friday. So, That's I pre- on the hip-hop chart? That. On the hip-hop chart That's for iTunes, big. yes. Yeah, so... You got to appreciate y'all. Artists, man, man. when they here, man. They some of the best artists man, man, I, in the city. I appreciate the love, man. Oh, for sure. For I'm sure. always give love to the to the local guys, man. Sometimes they better than the big artists in the city. But, you know, who am I? Yeah. I ain't nobody, <laughs> man. As always, man, to episode 109, make sure you follow us everywhere. One-on-one with Germ. Except for Twitter, it's uh, WTH. Give me all 15 characters. But one-on-one with Germ everywhere. If you got some dope artists like George that you like me to interview, you got some merch like George has that you want me to put on, man, on the show. And I wear it for free, man. It's no deal. No biggie. Send it to my email, 2Westboys at gmail.com. That's the number 2, W-E-S-S-B-O-Y-Z. Uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Go turn it to the, uh, the Polaris Network on YouTube. Subscribe to all the dope podcasts on there, man. Go check us out. And um, to episode 109, man, peace and blessings. Make sure you smile, pray. All blessings will be manifested, man. We gone. Peace.